survive in advance is what the Gophers did, and they are on to the second round in the Big Ten tournament. Hey, you are no locked on happens, Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Rob, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. And we had a big one last night as the Gophers had their first round matchup against the Nebraska Cornhuskers in the Big Ten tournament. And they came out with the upset and get a dub and move on to round two, survive in advance in this game of the tournament play. And the Gophers are advancing even after having a rough season, having a rough year. They're moving on and you just take it one game at a time now. So we're going to jump in. We're going to talk about not only that matchup, but their next opponent playing today. And then we'll talk about the future of the Gophers program and how much transfers mean as well. So be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any content like this moving forward. Hit like and also drop a comment on how you feel about the win. Did you expect it? Did you think that it was going to be a blowout? Did you think it was going to be a close game? What are you thinking? Because, you know, from the moment that Jamison Battle filed out, that game could have went awry, but they stuck together. They kept it going and they came out victorious. So let's dive in. Let's talk about it a little bit. Now, this was a different Gophers team out there than what we've seen for a vast majority of the year. On, In fact, in this round one of the tournament they were really pretty good in fact the first four minutes it was rough they had like four turnovers in their first four possessions it wasn't looking like it was going to be a good one they went down 8-0 very quickly but they end up going into the half with a lead on top of that the entire game the team had a quiet confidence about them the best ball movement that we've seen from this team bar none they were swinging that thing they were getting it around they were moving it they were working it inside to out and whatnot the Gophers just had a lot better style of play in this matchup. And it showed from after those first four minutes throughout almost the entirety of the game. On top of that, they were making free throws, which we all know is unheard of this season. So it was just all starting to click and line up again, confidence, free throws being made ball movement the shots were good looks the shooting percentage was up there were different looks both inside and outside and the defense in half court sets was actually looking decent for most of the game now there were some things that still need to be improved and you're going to have to improve heading into your matchup with maryland the bad moments were some bad moments of turnovers uh, transition defense in general was not a strong suit for this Gophers team. They have to learn how to get back in transition and stop the easy buckets with teams on the drive. Just teams out working, out hustling on the fast break to get inside and try to get an aggressive bucket. They're still getting what they want from that. Nebraska got that last night still. Now you have fouls that became an issue as well, which has been a pattern on and off for the Gophers. But all in all, they survive, they advance, and now we're headed on to Maryland. 
the two biggest impact players on in on this team in that game were the two biggest transfers of the year. So the transfer players, they really make a difference in today's current landscape when it comes to college basketball. It just goes to show you how important that portal is in the current landscape, and the Gophers will likely need to be busy in it this offseason, but we will touch on that more in a bit. Now, we had two players with double-doubles in this game, both Talon Cooper and Dawson Garcia. You had four players scoring in double figures with those two, as well as Jamison Battle and Jaden Henley. Their team had 25 total assists. Ben Johnson's big turn, Big Ten tournament record for Gophers play, in which the most assists in a single game in the Big Ten tournament for the Gophers, Ben Johnson held that record since 2003. And then it was broken by one of his players, Talon Cooper, in last night's game. So kind of a full circle approach for him. But then on top of that, the free throws are what kept Minnesota in this game, even throughout the scoring drought spurts that they had in brief windows. So it was an all around victory for the Gophers that was earned and so many different storylines as we just talked about in this one game. Now, this is the type of momentum that you love to take into an offseason. I know the record was bad this year. I'm not saying it's a wash. I'm not saying any of that. But this is the type of momentum you like heading into an offseason with such a young team. I'm not trying to celebrate mediocrity, but there are a lot of good things that have been happening as of late. And those, the three biggest things that have been good for the Gophers as of late is the offense is truly running through Dawson Garcia, but also the ball movement itself is picking up more often and the Gophers are seeing better shots and better approaches. On top of that, the freshmen, each and every single one of these four freshmen has been showing a lot more moments of confidence, big moments at a way more consistent rate. And that is almost number one when heading into the offseason of what has been positive and why you want to continue to see them hopefully maybe rattle off another win or two to see that freshman growth and that confidence and the, the settling down into understanding, look, the game's slowing down. I get it. Things are happening slower for me and I can see things more clearly. That is what you want. 100%. So that is something to be excited about. Those are two of the biggest things. And the third is that the scoring is coming from a variety of shot types, especially these last three, four games, the ball movement to find openings, the post to post looks, the pin downs, the bigs finding the open swing when somebody doubles down on the big men. And on top of that, the screen and roll game, especially between Talon Cooper and Dawson Garcia has been great. And there's been moments of some ISO ball. There's been so many variety when it comes to the different shot types, the different looks that this team is getting. And those three things are the reasons why this momentum is good. This, this trajectory to end the season is a lot better than what we had seen for 90% of the season. So that is a small victory in itself. Now, if we would have seen all of that come together back in January, mid-January, maybe early February, we'd probably be looking at a Gophers team that might be closer to 500 as opposed to 9-21, and 21, looking to make another upset for double digits in the win column. So yes, it's a moral victory, but now you're playing with house money. So why not try and go and play some spoiler, make some noise as you go into round two. But 
that will not come easy with this Maryland team, which is next on the docket. And we're going to dive into what to look for in that matchup coming up next. First, a message from our friends over at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Definitely check them out at fanduel.com slash locked on, and you can take advantage of a no sweat first bet in which if you win, you're a winner. If you lose, you still have an opportunity to win up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. And if you go and look at the line for tonight's game, if you think the Gophers can stay hot, if you think they can keep it going against Maryland, they are 12 and a half point underdogs. So even if you think they can keep it close, they can make it a game in which they lose by five or less, or they pull the upset victory again, then you're gonna absolutely run away with this line because you only have to get within 12 points. That is quite the range. So definitely check it out over at fanduels.com slash locked on to take advantage of the no sweat first bet. And you can find all the numbers and more over at FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of Locked On. All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. Now, we're going to talk about the Gophers round two matchup again today, very late at night, uh, about 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We're playing Maryland, and again, that's dependent on the timing of the game in front of them, so it could be even later than that, but... The Gophers have lost both of their meetings against Maryland this season. They lost the first meeting 81 to 46 by a total of 35 points. Very rough outing for the Gophers. And then they lost the second meeting 88 to 70 by 18 points. Now, in both of those games, Burrell Payne was the leading scorer for the Gophers in both of those efforts. And then on top of that, in that first game where the Gophers lost by 35 points, they didn't have Dawson Garcia. So that game was definitely a completely different team than what they will be playing tonight on the court on top of that both games Maryland absolutely scorched from the floor they were red hot shooting 53 percent field goals in game one and 68 percent field goals in game two and it wasn't just inside the paint and everything they were hitting from deep as well with 43 percent made three-pointers in game one and 54 percent three-pointers made in game two that is absolutely lights out now maryland is a good team we know that but those are well above their averages and their average is 45 percent from the floor and 33 percent from three so they doubled their three-point percentage nearly doubled their three-point percentage in in both of those games it was like a 10% boost in game one and a 20% boost in game two. So, okay, maybe doubling was a little bit dramatic, but that is still outrageous. Their three-point shooting was out of this world. Even for the field goal percentage, you see an eight point or 8% increase in game one from their average and then a 13% increase in game two from their average. That's just unreal, and it's not really sustainable. So the Gophers have a chance if they can get this team back to shooting around their averages because that is outright insane to be that hot, not only in just one game, in two matchups against one team. So it would be dumbfounded for them to make it happen three times in a row, and the Gophers absolutely wouldn't deserve it if that happened. But I think that helps you 
hone in on what the main focus is in this game and that the Gophers have to disrupt Maryland's shot selection. If Maryland shoots near their average, there's no reason that Minnesota can't be in the fight in this round two matchup. Now, the scoring has come from all over with Maryland. They had four double-digit scores in the first game, five double-digit scores in the second game. So it truly has to be a team effort on defense in creating more difficult shots and contested opportunities. Now, the keys for the Gophers in this matchup should be one, keep this as low scoring a game as possible. Defense has to be the focus in this game. You need to have a low scoring game. You need to control the pace and you need to make Maryland uncomfortable. Maryland has 20 wins on the season and only six of those wins have come with 70 points or less. But in all 11 losses, they have failed to reach 70. In fact, only two of those losses did they even get above 65 points. And one of those two went to overtime. So if you can hold Maryland to around 65 points or less, you have a shot in this game. You have a shot to really make them uncomfortable and play your style of basketball. Slowing the pace down, moving the ball around, making sure you're working it from inside to out to get those touches. What we saw in Nebraska is the right style of play to try and disrupt this Maryland team. You have to be on your toes defensively, and that is prior priority number one is limiting the scoring, creating difficult shots for them, and keeping them under 70 points. Number two, no stupid fouls. You can't be in foul trouble in this game. The foul differential in game one with Maryland was 22 fouls for the Gophers and 13 fouls for Maryland. The second game was a little closer with 19 fouls to 16 fouls, but Payne fouled out and Garcia was one away from fouling out in which he was playing a little bit less aggressive than normal too. So you can't get into that early foul trouble. If you do that, it is going to be a long night. Now, the third and final key point against this Maryland squad is you have to force more deflections and turnovers. Like I said, if you have any shot at winning this game, it has to be on the defensive effort and the defensive centered focus. Control it and run your desired pace. Maryland averages 10 turnovers a game, but in the two matchups with the Gophers, they finished with five turnovers and nine turnovers, both under their average as a team. Now, Maryland can be had. But in their last five games, they've lost three of the last five matchups they've played. One of those wins that they had was against Minnesota, and the other one was against a very good Northwestern team. But the losses have come to a Nebraska, a Penn State, and an Ohio State, which are the 10th, 11th, and 13th seeds in the Big Ten tournament. In the last two games of their season were both losses. So their momentum right now isn't great. They have a loss to Penn State and a loss to Ohio State to close out the regular season, which means the Gophers, if they can stay hot, if they can play their pace, and if they can play hard-nosed lockdown defense, which is priority numero uno for this Gophers team, they can actually have a shot at making some more noise in this Big Ten tournament. Now, the key players of focus for Maryland will be Jameer Young and Julian Reese. Again, you, you know this heading in, but it can happen from all over. So everybody is going to have to be locked in, ready to go in tonight's matchup against Maryland. Now, we're going to close this thing off by talking a little bit about transfers, talking a little bit about the Gophers focus towards the future. And that is coming up next in I don't think you're going to want to miss this one. It's pretty interesting about how the transfers have shaken out for the Gophers so far.
Gophers fans, we're closing this one out with some transfer talk. Now, winning the transfer portal will be absolutely key for this offseason for Ben Johnson and crew. I'm going to put it bluntly. Losing Dennis Evans was a major L for the Minnesota Gophers. Now, he hasn't officially moved on to another school yet, so maybe, just maybe, a late surge in evolution in minutes around the freshman, which apparently was the reason why his family was reconsidering because the freshmen weren't being used or focused, future-focused as much as they would like. If you're buying that, then hopefully you could be re-inspired by what has happened in these late games and maybe he could want to come back to the school he was feeling the love from. But if it truly is an NIL-related issue, which many have expected to be the real reason here, then he's likely good as gone. With an official visit set for Louisville this Friday, I tend to lean towards the latter that he's absolutely gone. It seems like it's maybe a little bit more NIL-related, which is wild to me that he would pick Louisville of all schools because The Gophers had a rough year, especially for a high major program. It was not pretty. But if there's been any high major program that has been worse than the Gophers this season, it is the Louisville Cardinals. And yet that is where he's interested in. In fact, 247 has him 100% crystal ball projected to the Louisville Cardinals. It just doesn't make sense to me. It seemed like heading into this year, the reason that he... Dennis Evans wanted to be locked in was to focus on development and being a part of a team atmosphere. And yet he wants to leave for a program that hasn't really been developing anybody as of late and is doing worse than what the Gophers have been putting on the court. So just baffling to me, but anyway, back to the regular point of this is that if Louisville or someone else is to steal away Dennis Evans, which is probably likely then the Gophers must win the transfer portal in order to find more success next season. Now, they have three openings heading into next season with Battle likely leaving, with Talon Cooper likely leaving, and with Torres Samuels for sure leaving. So that means that you have about three opportunities to hit in the transfer portal because you'll likely use all three. Now, I would say that Minnesota has to hit on at least two of those three being very key impact players from the transfer portal. Now, they've had some pretty good success in the transfer portal over the years. Um, The last year, they had two or two out of the three in hits with Dawson Garcia and Talon Cooper. And the year prior to that, they had some major wins as well with J-Mo, with Willis, with EJ Stevens and Lowy at times. And it's to be determined on how Parker Fox will translate from the D2 to the D1 level. But I have some hope there. So overall, they've been pretty decent in the transfer portal game. There's been a couple misses along the way. But you look at what Dawson and Cooper have done and have meant to this team, even through a rough year, and you see how much experience that veteran presence is needed they have been some of the heaviest minutes on the team some of the heaviest plus minus on the team some of the heaviest scores on the team they've created some of the most buckets on the entire team those two players have been immense not only for the gophers production even in a rough year but also for the development of these freshmen and helping them understand what needs to happen and adjusting as things come along in the season so we have to hit in the transfer portal once more
Now, again, those two players each had a double-double in this tournament play, so that can't go understated enough. On top of that, Dawson Garcia is 10th in the entire conference in points per game, and he's played seven games less than most of those players in front of him. And then, on top of that, he's the only gopher in the top 25 in the conference when it comes to rebounding per game. He's 13th overall. And then Cooper has been holding his own as well, being second in the entire Big Ten Conference in assists per game and totals assists, only behind first-team player in the Big Ten Conference, Jalen Pickett, who is having an absolutely phenomenal year. And believe it or not, Talon Cooper is 17th in the conference in blocks and one of the only guards in the top 20. So both have helped tremendously even in such a tough and rough year so minnesota will need to hit at least two transfers in big time impacts to pair with the young core in order to take the next step to truly compete now what you can expect them to look for in the transfer portal is players that are from those low majors you're looking for guys that maybe lit it up at that level and are ready to prove they can hang with the big dogs in the big 10 and so Seven out of the nine transfers in Coach Ben Johnson's time so far have come from those low major programs. Only Dawson Garcia has been another high major player that has come over. And Parker Fox was the other non-low major because he came from D2. Then you look at the next commonality among all these, and it's they're likely going to have ties in the Midwest, but more specifically from Minnesota. Five out of the nine fit this criteria with Garcia, Sutherland, Jamo, and Fox all having Minnesota roots on top of Willis having played for Minnesota once before retransferring back to Minnesota. And then on top of that, if you want to fit a sixth one in there, Lowy is from Wisconsin in the Midwest, so kind of had ties or some sort of relation to Minnesota as well. So you're likely going to see that type of connection Midwest roots, mainly more towards Minnesota, but those are likely going to help play into the Gophers favor. Then also they'll be looking for players who have skill sets that we are either losing from our departures or that we just haven't had all season. That comes from ball. You're going to look for a really good ball handler, a really good facilitator, someone to take up that mantle that Talon Cooper had in the facilitating area. And ball handling has been a need for the Gophers all season this season. And then you're going to need a three-point shooter, a consistent three-point shooter. Absolutely. Hopefully you could find maybe two three-point shooters that can consistently get a bucket. You're going to need another big because Pharrell Payne and Dawson Garcia can't play all the minutes. Trayton Thompson hasn't been able to get on the floor and losing Dennis Evans. So clearly there's a need in the big man as well. So those are the different skill set avenues to look at. And then finally, the player is going to have to have some defensive prowess. That is priority number one with playing with Coach Ben Johnson. What he's looking to build is the athleticism and the defensive ball hawks, the dogs, the dudes who are ready to get down and dirty with it. You have to have some prowess on the defensive end of the floor. So those are the four things you'll be really looking to see from some of these high or some of these low major transfers. And I think that will help us narrow in the group that Minnesota might be interested in as we look towards the offseason. That's going to do it for us today at Lockdown Golden Gophers. I hope you enjoyed the show. Let me know if you're excited for the Maryland game down below, and we'll see what happens. You're playing with house money at this point, so why not go and get it? This is Kane Rob signing off. Row the boat. Sky you go Gophers. We'll see you tonight.